Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Asian Wanderer Women podcast. I'm Ivy. I'm Emily. And we are bringing this episode to you from Japan and Taiwan. I'm currently in a small kind of snow town in southern Hokkaido. It's called Hakodate, which is supposedly one of the best seafood places in Japan. So I've been stuffing myself with lots of sashimi and kaizendon and enjoying the snow before I go skiing next week. That sounds awesome. Emily, what about you? We're like in very different weather environments. Really? I'm currently in Taipei. Yeah. Uh, near Xiangsan, which is like a hiking trail. It's very close to like the city center near Taipei 101. Uh, I'm sharing an Airbnb with two other girls from Asian Water Woman, actually. Um, and I've been stuffing myself with food that is deeply fried and <laughs> heavy with carbs. <laughs> Wait, I saw that you posted a third bedroom opening for your Airbnb. Do you find someone from Asian Wonder Women? So we are still looking. So like the third person right now, she's leaving a little bit earlier. So we have a one week oh, opening okay. for that Airbnb. Yeah, but it's been, it worked out pretty well. Like we all like are remote working and like creating content. So it's like a creator house at this Airbnb. That's awesome. Yeah. Lots of people traveling. So today um, we said that we would talk about what traveling on a budget versus traveling with money is like. And as you guys can all see, I, I mean, there's already a huge difference in the way that I travel. Like we're both at Airbnbs. That's already yeah. like a big upgrade from when we first started traveling on a budget. I was in hostels all the time. Um, and I don't think I really slow traveled as much back then. But now I feel like, you know, I just need my own space. I want my own kitchen and I want a comfy bed. Like there's a lot more that I would pay for. So today we're going to go through what, um, what life was like traveling on a budget, what life is like now, what we spend money on, what we save money on, and also like give everyone here some context on how much we made versus how much we spent traveling like through the years. Yeah. Is that, I think that sounds pretty much like our plan here. So I guess I'll get started. Yeah. I first started traveling I would say like without family when I was on study abroad. And Emily, I know you went on study abroad in Beijing as well. I went on study abroad in Poland and the cost of living there was so different from Canada. So in Canada, my monthly rent at that time in my student town of Kingston, Ontario, it was 400 Canadian dollars, which is the equivalent of, I don't know, 300, maybe 320, 350 US dollars. That's so good. Per month. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you live in San Francisco, so <laughs> hugely different. But like when I was in Poland, I was there for, it was a five month study abroad. I think their semesters were slightly longer. So five months of rent in a dorm, shared dorm room was 400 and something Canadian dollars for all five months. So my one month rent in Canada, which was already pretty low. Back then, I didn't think it was low at all because I didn't know what San Francisco costed like. Yeah. Um, I managed to stay there for five months. And I just used Poland as a base. And I remember living in like 20-person hostel rooms that were $10 a night. And I thought anything over like $15 a night for a hostel in Europe back then was like so expensive. I would try to stay in like those $7 or $12 hostel beds. Did you ever encounter like bed bugs or just like anything crazy from those hostels or was it just like relatively okay? It was 
okay. Like, I actually okay. never had really had problems. It's more like drunk yeah. people maybe coming uh, in or snores. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I guess when you're young, you just sleep so much better. Because now I'm like, yeah. oh, man. There's, like, this TikTok viral like that went viral a few years ago and i saw it it was like oh and me in my 20s sleeping through a party on my friend's couch where there's like pizza crumbs and stuff all over me and then now yeah. at 30 and i know we're not 30 yet but like in a few months yeah. i'm like i need like you know the best comforter the best sheets i need to have like incense going on and i need to listen to a sleep meditation with a face mask and then i can maybe fall asleep so I think that was the problem. Oh my gosh. But Hostel World. Hostel World, look for good reviews. That's what I would say to my younger self. That's the, yeah, those are good recommendations. What about you? Tell me about your first years of travel. Yeah, I think for me, I was similar in the sense where like I would live in like crowded places, but I would go to like other people's houses. So I would do a lot of like couch surfing. Like I would mm-hmm. crash on the couch at my friend's place or like when I visit my sister, I would like like crash on her couch. I remember her and I, when we were in DC, like she was working and living in DC, we visited her friend who was not even in New York at that time, but we went to go visit New York and we stayed at his place and he was gone and his roommate was there. And so me and my sister were like, okay, we need a place to stay. So we had like two sleeping bags. We slept in their living room, like on the ground (laughs) so that we could save costs to live in New York for like a couple of days. And I remember his housemate just being like walking in and being like, are you guys comfortable? Like, are you guys okay? Like, why are you staying in our living room? But I think like back then it was just like, things were just so much more easier. Like we didn't care for comfort or like having Mm -hmm. elevated things. It was just like maximizing like your time and like being efficient with your time while traveling. Yeah. Um, But I, I didn't travel as much as you did. I think like I didn't do a lot of the hostile things. I would say I was always like couch surfing, like staying at people's homes. Yeah, I I think comfort definitely wasn't a consideration at that time. I totally agree with you. But even into early work years, I was either at hostels or I was crashing on the ground of someone's place. So when I first moved to California, when I was job hunting in San Francisco, I just stayed on the couch, like, in my friend's living room for as long as it took for me to find a job. <laughs> I think he just let me stay there for free. Yeah. That's not the most interesting part. The most interesting part is that they had a two-bedroom apartment um, in Soma, in South of Market, in, California, in San Francisco. And it yeah. was three guys living there. And my friend, one of my best friends, was also in the living room. And his bed was just right next to the couch. It was just like a little <laughs> single Ikea bed. And he was there. And there was no, like, you know, sometimes... in in SF when young people want to live together and they can't afford like a multiple bedroom place and someone's in the living room, at least they have like a curtain or like shades or something. Right. And we didn't totally didn't have that. It was an open concept, like living room with like a tiny single bed behind the couch. So like behind, you know, the, the back of the, where where people lean back. So imagine behind this couch, there's a bed (laughs) and then I would be on this couch And then there would be like a TV in front of me and then that would be the living room. And the other two roommates eventually shuffled around, right? But we ended up with two Muslim guys who were definitely not super comfortable of me, a female sleeping on the couch on the outside. (laughs) But it just goes to show like you'll kind of do anything. And even like during those years, my friend came over for a Stanford medical school interview and then Mm -hmm. he just slept on the floor of a friend who like was going to Berkeley at that time doing her master's. And so we just like slept on her ground on like a 
a soft like thing that she pulled off of her bed, like a one of those like half mattress, like a cushion thing, like kind a, of thing. Yeah. yeah, and we shared like a single one. Just like I didn't even have to do that. I guess I could have went back and slept on my couch, but I was like, yeah. oh, let's sleep over. And then like you know, it was like such a bonding moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like those experiences are definitely like kind of shared when you're younger but it's also because like you don't have the money so you just use your connections to like be able to like work and travel in a place but also I remember just like I mean for me because I went to school in San Francisco and I lived in San Francisco like I don't know if I mentioned Ivy like I've always shared a room with someone like Mm -hmm. always up until I was like what like I think like 23, 24 like (laughs) there's just like I never had my own space and so maybe that also just trained me to be okay like being so close to people in proximity but now like when I travel I'm like like right now like in Taiwan I have my own room my own bathroom and I'm like this is just the way that I like it (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. no I did know that I know that when I met you you were sharing a room actually when, when we met I was also sharing a room too yeah because when I first moved I was just shocked, right? Like my 400 CAD rent turned into like an $1,800 for a one bedroom. And I was making 60K at my first job. And so I got a, like a, not even a master bedroom. A lot of girls and guys like shared master bedrooms in their first few years out of school in California. And these people are making like anywhere between 60 to like 120K. Like I would say above national income, but we can only afford literally two single beds in like a closet of a room. And that's what I lived in too for my first year and a half before I finally moved down and found a place that was like 1370 or something like that. And I was making like 75K at that time. So not only were we traveling on a budget, we're like living on a budget. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You would, you would like take food from Google offices when you (laughs) went there. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what you would do, right? Like you would save money by like taking food from like startup offices and like, you know, tech offices. But for me, like I, yeah, I also like my starting salary was like 47 K at booking.com. And like, I lived in like inner sunset and it was like two girls, like me and my housemate. It was literally like twin beds, like side by side. I don't even know how I got through it. Like she was doing her master's and I was like working. I was like, it was just so small. And I don't know how we made it work for like a year and a half, but we did. And sometimes like her boyfriend would come over too. And I'm like, what? No. Yeah. But anyways, I think it's all trained us. Yeah. For travel. I was super lucky because yeah. as soon as I moved into my little, yeah, similar a room with like two yeah. single beds next to each other and then like two dressers on a shared little closet. There was no room yeah. for a desk. Um, we, like the girl who I moved in with got a boyfriend. And then so she just slept at her boyfriend's place the whole time. It was great. Yeah, that's that's the best thing. Yeah. So yeah. that kind of talks about, you know, our early stages. But when we traveled back then, I, w- I would say that, you know, we made above national average for sure, but definitely like... Mm-hmm poverty line in terms of San Francisco. Um, <laughs> but we're, I, I was barely saving too, right? We were spending about 700 to 1K maybe on rent. I would say like maybe after tax, I was making 4K per month. And I swear the rest of it, I was spending going out and then traveling every weekend. Like in those two, three years that I was in California, my early 20s, every weekend I would go to Tahoe, which was super expensive. It was like $100 bus ride there, $200 to rent skis and get a ski pass. But I I didn't care. It was just 
fun was at the height of it. And I traveled so much for work too. Um, where, where did you splurge and where did you save when you didn't have a lot of money? That's tough. I think I usually splurged on maybe it's usually like transportation, like taking Ubers or like taxis around the city. Really? Like just, yeah, due to safety, I think. Wait, so are you saved or splurged there? Splurged, like when I was oh, younger. Really? Yes, yes. But it was weird because- Public transit, yo. I know, but like, I think it's because when I was younger, I saved a lot on where I stayed. Like I didn't live in hotels or like nice Airbnbs. Like when I was younger, I was again, like couch surfing or like sleeping on floors, right? So I would like splurge on like maybe food like good food. But even then, I'm not a foodie. Like, as you know, like, I don't go to like, I don't eat well, in general. Uh, but I would say I would splurge on like transportation, like, for efficiency, like Ubers, taxis, like all of those things were just a lot easier to get around. And then also maybe just like flights. Um, actually, no, flights were just expensive in general. Like, I, you can't save on that. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I, I mean, anything to do with traveling it was something that I didn't really blink an eye about my mom even said this like to visit home back to Canada I was back five times a year for just a weekend I just felt like it was reasonable and my mom's like wow like you wouldn't spend like five six hundred dollar round trip on anything else like you wouldn't spend five six hundred dollars in your weekly in your wardrobe or you know (laughs) on even on food I was pretty I was yeah. pretty stingy on food back then, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't even blink for buying a ticket to back to Canada to visit my parents. I remember traveling on a budget when I was 23 and there it was Canada's 150th, 150th. Um mm-hmm. yes, 2017 was Canada's 150th birthday and so they sold one month train passes across Canada for 150 CAD. And they only gave it to a few thousand people under 25 for the youth to travel. And so I took two weeks off, really, really um, pushed my pay to, like unlimited PTO, unlimited pay time <laughs> off. Even my uh, coworkers were like, wow, Ivy really takes her unlimited PTO. <laughs> so I took like two and a half weeks off and there's no signal in the middle of Canada. I just took this train. Yeah. It was all like, a seat. It was not lie down. And you would be on it for four days across Canada. No showering. Oh, wow. Terrible food. I brought like a cucumber and a loaf of bread and, <laughs> you know, stayed at hostels along the way when I hopped off and rented a car with some other, you know, early 20 somethings. That was like the peak, I think, of like budget travel because it would be so cold and so uncomfortable in that train, but it was just exactly where I wanted to be, you know, seeing the world. Yeah. Would you do that at this age now? I would definitely not. <laughs> like, I, don't, I would not. Like now, this is a great like transition. Like now I yeah. would, like on any flight that's longer mm. than like five hours, I look for lie down seats. I'm like, I am willing mm. to pay like a thousand dollars more in order for me to like be more comfortable versus like back then it was four days on a seated yeah. train. And that was like, just from Toronto to Calgary. And then it was another day and a half or two days to Vancouver. And I went to the East Coast as well. But it was definitely one of the best experiences of my life because on it, it was just a bunch of 18 to 25-year-olds. And it was like an older summer camp. We sang songs, we played board games, we Mm -hmm. watched the stars in the one tiny like little 40-person train cart where there was an open sky. 
it wasn't on everyone's, yeah. and we would just like crowd in there, like two hundred people in this like forty person <laughs> cart, because it was the only place that you can actually see the sky, and yeah. definitely really amazing memories. So you don't need a lot of money to have those kinds of experiences, but now I pay for comfort. <laughs> <laughs> in what ways, though? <laughs> yeah, that's、well, a good question. So back then. I would save on accommodation. I would save on comfort, right? And、yeah. I would save on food. Now I travel with a very foodie husband who loves to cook and believes that you know wants to eat at all the Michelin star restaurants and like top food、mm. places. And I don't stop him because I also enjoy it. And I think we shop a lot less because.、Mm, I wouldn't say we shop. We sh- we we own less products, <laughs> goods. So before when I lived in San Francisco, I think a lot of my money also went to like cheap clothes. I would say like fast fashion. I would look at the sales.、Um, Carrie Lane, which is one of my favorite stores in California, it was like a lot of branded products, but it was their sample sales. And I definitely had a lot of clothes. When I moved out of San Francisco, I f- donated like eight garbage bags of clothes and shoes, like、yeah. packed. And my clothes aren't very big; like they're usually like summer and fall outfits. They're not sweaters, right? They're like silk shirts or like dresses. I remember in when I went to work, some people said, "Hey, Ivy, do you ever repeat an outfit?" And I was like, "I try、mm. not to." <laughs> and, <laughs> oh my god!、Um, I mean, I I only had so many pairs of jeans or like cardigans, but like I had a lot of shirts, and I can definitely not repeat for like three months, probably at that time.、Yeah. Well, versus now, I probably have a week's worth of clothes in my suitcase, and that's all、yeah. I travel with. But I care a lot more about like higher quality, and so I do、mm. buy a lot more like branded products. I Really care about a nice Airbnb because it like good lighting, having enough space, it increases my productivity. Well, before I didn't、yeah. have to work and travel at the same time, and then yeah, I would pay a bit more if there's there's a range. I'm like I try to look at points exchange for business class seats or you know reserved seats versus not reserved on ja- Japan trains so that I don't have to、mm. risk like the case of standing or yeah. yeah like sitting in a middle seat somewhere uncomfortable. I think. I just now have the luxury to pay for things that make me comfortable. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think going back to like the outfit thing, right? If you look at my Instagram, I'm literally wearing like the same Patagonia jacket and like every other thing. So I like allude. So okay, no I, one cares. I didn't even notice. I know. No. But、yeah. I'm just saying, like, because I'm like, you know,、yeah. alluding to like what I'm gonna say next is like I've moved so much when I was younger up until now. Like I feel like I've moved probably like 15 plus times. So I think like for me, I'm in, I'm similar to you, where like I don't like having a lot of items. So everything I have, like I have like two boxes of stuff at my sister's place right now in San Francisco, and then I only have one. Uh, check-in luggage with me here in Taiwan for like the next three months, and so I rotate out of my clothes. Or I just like wear the same clothes all the time, and even the clothes that I have now were either like gifted to me for like my birthday, or just like I've gotten good quality clothes like over the past years. So I don't splurge on clothes per se, but I do spend more money again, like on like the living space. So you and I both slow travel and we remote work, and like maybe if we weren't doing that, maybe we would have done like maybe like a hotel or just something else. But because you have to like. Actually, have really good Wi-Fi. You have to have good lighting. You need to like, I don't know, maybe remote work with other people. I think Airbnb is like something again. I would I would splurge on, and there's just so much more space like compared to a hotel. Like we have 
three rooms, two bathrooms, a kitchen, like a patio. I took a nap out there yesterday. Um, (laughs) So it's just a lot more comfortable and that I'm willing to splurge. Let's talk about what splurging means to you. Like how much does an Airbnb cost in Taipei? Yeah. So we're actually, I'm actually paying like close to like 1100 US for this room um, in Taiwan. So that's actually really expensive because Mm -hmm. like you could get like a three bedroom, two bath in like another place for 1100. So in total, we're roughly paying like 3000 something USD for like a three bedroom, two bath. So, but it's really hard to get, yeah, like same same price for a short term rental. Yeah, you know what's available to you is usually just Airbnbs and yeah. there's a few other sites. But so far, I haven't found them as selective and diverse in property as Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's clean. It's like right next to like a hiking trail. Like I go running there every morning. Like I'm like a five minute walk from Taipei 101. So that's like something I'm willing to like splurge on. And then everything else, like, it's just either recommended by a local or I kind of explore and I just, like, will go into it. So, yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I, in general, like, I just don't spend that much, like, during travel. It's just kind of like I live, I try to live like a local life when I'm traveling. Yeah. Yeah. So where does that save? Is it in food, like groceries? Is it transportation? We, you must take public transit in Asia. (laughs) Right. That's yeah. where I save the most. I think I took two Ubers in the last week. Like, not sorry, not week. <laughs> last uh-huh. month since I was in month? Japan. Yeah. Oh, nice. And that was only because I was running late for something. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I took a bike the other day and it was like five ty- Taiwanese dollars. So that's like 30 What's cents. What's the equivalent? Or something? 90 cents? Yeah. It's like really cheap. And then I walk yeah. everywhere. I take public transportation. Yeah. I haven't taken a taxi or Uber yet. So. Uh, maybe I will. 10K steps every day. Yeah. How are you getting around in Japan? It's so cold. It's like snowing. Yeah. Public transit and walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not biking. <laughs> There's no... Um, but but there was no snow in Tokyo. I just came okay. from Tokyo. I was in Sapporo this weekend. We try... That's that's the thing. Like, I, I always try to get an Airbnb in a good location that's, you know, very comfortable. So my budget has definitely increased even through the years. So I, I would like generalize my spending on travel in pre like pre Owen days. So when I was a single <laughs> income and like yeah. by S in SF, uh, yeah. living in SF, spending a lot there and yeah. making, I would say under a hundred K or like around that range. That's what like early twenties was like where mm-hmm. still lived in hostels because I was by myself. I was traveling kind of on my own. I really just wanted to stay in a place. I didn't spend a lot on food. It was just tickets, flight tickets and mm. train tickets. I don't think I actually, that, that was like budget traveling. And I know that's not, more extreme budget was when I was, when I was a student in Poland, right? That's like extreme. But I would say my yeah. early twenties was very similar. Then there's like the period in my mid-20s, which is where I was traveling the world with my husband. I'm still traveling the world with him. But that period, like both of us didn't have steady income. We were both consulting or contracting, et cetera. But he's a software engineer, so he makes more than I did at that time. And so, and he likes food. (laughs) And so at that (laughs) point, because there's two of us, we would, you know, try to find I think our budget was around 2K per month for living. So this was 2019 to 2022, probably like early last year before I sold my company and got a new job. 
our cap, we really try to stay under 2K. Unless it was a really expensive city like San Francisco or New York. But even then, I don't think we ever really went over 3K. And then our food budget was is supposed to be 1K with mm-hmm. groceries. But we always go over that. I think sometimes, sometimes it goes more than accommodation. So you just got to eat well. But that's, you know, that's not on me. That's not on me. <laughs> Everything else, like transportation, like it hugely varies. Whether we have like a big flight or not. But that's like about a 1K. I would say we were spending yeah. like on a good month. We're like spending 5K per month. And maybe 8K on like a bad month kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as like a kind of dual income. Both making between 100-200K. And then now I would say the biggest thing that has went up is definitely accommodation costs. Cause now that we're mm. able to afford more. So I make like between O and I together, we're in the high six figure, um, close to one mil range. And mm-hmm. we save a lot more because our spending definitely did not multiply the same way that my income did. But now yeah. like my Japan place was a three story, like, Three bedroom. My dad came to live with us. So three oh, bedroom. It's great. And then on, on the yeah. first floor, it was like a really open concept. I had heated floors. I didn't know it had heated yeah. floors. I did not pay extra, <laughs> but it was great. I was like, <laughs> you know, um, it was like two bath, like a really nice kitchen. It has dishwasher in Japan. I didn't know that either. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Everything <laughs> in Japan's so expensive. I still chose the cheapest thing there was. That was yeah. at least two bedrooms because we just need to work, right? And mm-hmm. it was 4.2K for the month. Mm-hmm. Um, and our place in New York was also like 5K. It was also mm-hmm. three, two, two and a half, I guess. No, it was basically three bedrooms, but we only filled two of them. Um, mm-hmm. We were traveling with my dog. Again, really expensive city, but I always spend like hours on Airbnb, making sure I'm yeah. optimizing for like the right things. But everything yeah. else didn't really increase that much. Maybe some shopping <laughs> did, because I like try <laughs> to buy myself some new stuff, but accommodation is the most important thing. And we just like want our own space now. Yeah. Yeah. What about you in terms of what you're looking for, what kind of budget you travel with and giving some context on like the ranges of income that you made over the years and what that looked like and how that changed. Yeah, I think, so it's funny. So like I would be considered a sink, right? Like single income, no kids. You and Owen are dinks, like double income, no kids. Wait, it's called sink? Yeah, sink. Single income, no kids. Oh, sink. And then you and Owen are Dink? dinks. Yeah, double oh. income, no kids. So there's like an article that was like you, like the, the most optimized like household would be like a would be dinks, right? Because both of you have dual income and like obviously no kids. I mean, you guys have a dog, but still. Um, my mom's dog. I, I Yeah, your mom's I don't, dog. I like the only, my only expense is like I pay for his food for the three months um, that I take him every year. <laughs> That's yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. $80 a month <laughs> from PetSmart. Yeah, I think for me, I'm like, I still like, because I am like single, I do like to travel with my friends. Like I don't, I actually don't really like solo traveling. I like traveling with people that I have traveled before, or I like meeting locals in a place and then they show me around. So like for this instance, like, because I know I'm remote working, I will choose like an Airbnb close to the city center. But then when my friends are coming to visit me later in Taiwan, we'll do like a hotel and we'll like squish together, not really to save costs, but just because like the efficiency of like being close to each other in close proximity and like we're all taking a week off and doing like the whole like sleepover thing at a hotel and like you know like hanging out um but for me 
I currently, like my income streams are not super stable and they can range again, like we've mentioned, like from 5K to 15K, depending on like what projects and like consulting work I get. So I would say that I still save like a majority of like what I'm making, usually like 30 to 40%. And then the rest of that money will either like sit in a like just a general account or like I will send money to like my parents or like I'll use that on like uh, transportation or housing. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. Cause like I'm trying to not let like the whole lifestyle inflation thing happen to me. Um, and I think it's actually a lot easier to do that when I'm not in San Francisco. Have you noticed that? Like, I feel like it's just, I don't feel like I need to spend a lot when I'm not in San Francisco. <laughs> I, I don't remember, like, I, I, I'm going back to San Francisco in a few weeks, so I will let you know at that time. But Because of tipping, um, service fees, like, surcharges, that's why. And everything's yeah. just way more expensive there, right? I, yeah. like, most of my meals here, I don't really pay attention to, this is going to sound ridiculous, but yeah, I don't really pay attention to how much things cost anymore mm. in terms of food, mm-hmm. mostly because yeah. Owen encouraging it, <laughs> I guess. Which I love. I'm like, okay, like, well, I'm going to eat whatever I'm supposed to eat here. Like, yeah. we literally travel here. Like, I'm literally in this tiny town in Japan yeah. to eat. So yes. I'm going to do it, yes. <laughs> no matter how much it costs. So, but yesterday I only spent, like, $4 on a burger. And then we spent, mm-hmm. because the burger was too filling, I went to Family Mart or 7-Eleven and bought, like, a $2 sandwich, you know? So it's like, I think that's the thing about, lifestyle to prevent lifestyle inflation and to spend when you have more money is Mm -hmm. one concept that I really live by is I buy the things and I eat the things and I live the way that I really just desire and not to show off to anyone and you know there's really really good stuff that are very cheap too tons of like there's Michelin star omakase here for $20 that we're going to I think tonight or tomorrow night Right. I don't need to go search for something for the sake of it being expensive, but it's also been really great to, you know, be able to take off the things that are luxury on my list. Yeah. What about you? What's your advice maybe for little Emily when she didn't have (laughs) as much money or, you know, how are you thinking about spending now? Yeah. I think just general advice is like, if you have a budget, like don't feel peer pressured to spend the way that like other people do, right? Or like just if you have something, just stick with it. Like that's your money, like the way that like everyone spends things really different or they like prioritize like like certain values differently. But also I think it's important like who you travel with because that will also define like how your trip goes. But also just like, you know, you don't need to like pinch and count every single cent. I think to fully enjoy like travel, it's just like sometimes you don't not, not everything needs to be like planned to the T or like counted like bit by bit. So yeah, I think the advice is just like just go with the flow in your twenties, like your early twenties. It's just a lot easier that way. And your late twenties are not that old yet. <laughs> Something that you used to say about money is that it just like it will always come and go. You used to tell me that. Yeah, and I I believe that too. It's not even come and go. It's you have way more time than you have money in your twenties. And I've always just genuinely believed that I'll be richer tomorrow (laughs) or like I'll be richer in a few years. And I just won't have, I'll never be 20 and riding like an ATV across some parts of Africa or something like that. Right. Again, 
and it just won't be the same when I try to do that in my 40s. And it's already not the same. Like, I don't enjoy the same experiences as I did in my early 20s. The discomfort that I was willing to go through. And I'm sure now I'm still willing to go through more discomfort than I am, than I will be when I'm like 40. So at every age, like travel the way that you're able to and that you can, both in terms of like health, time, money. And I think there's something to be enjoyed at like every stage. So let's just end here. Let us know in our community what budget you travel with and what your tips are for budget travel and also what you splurge money on. So we hope to see you in Asian Wonder Woman in our Facebook group. I'm the baddest chick.